Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Monday, February 10th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Google's rivals are accusing the search giant of unfairly promoting its own services, this time when it comes to booking a vacation. Talks on a $9 billion insurance takeover are in the works, and Ireland's Nationalist Party demands a role in the country's new government after an election surge. Plus, we'll look at how Airbnb is responding to a string of deadly shootings at rentals booked on its site. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Google has another antitrust case nipping at its heels. The FT has seen an official complaint to the European Union Commission where 34 of Google's rivals say the company unfairly promoted its holiday or vacation rental search engine over others. The complaint came from companies including Home2Go, TripAdvisor, and Expedia. The websites claim Google gives its own service a more favorable ranking and display. They said it does it in such a way that gets more user attention and clicks than a competing service would get, even if a competing service is more relevant to a user's search. One company accuses Google of granting the use of its own service for free in a space it charges other vacation search engines for. A Google spokesperson said that the search engine is designed to give users the most relevant information in searches. Google was already set to take action on another antitrust matter this week. The search giant is appealing a 2.4 billion euro fine before Europe's second highest court. And the EU has already fined Google a total of 8.2 billion euros for illegally promoting its own business above others on the platform. The company is also being investigated for how it collects data and whether its practices damage competitors. Turning now to deal discussions, the reinsurance industry is having a resurgence. After several consecutive years of expensive natural disasters, the cost of getting coverage has gone up. The shift has led to a wave of consolidation, and now another deal is in the works. Francis Cavea is in exclusive talks to buy the Bermuda insurer Partnery. People close to the discussions say the potential all-cash deal would be worth $9 billion. A tie-up could be reached in a few weeks, but the deal is not guaranteed. Partnery, based in Bermuda, is controlled by Italy's billionaire Agnelli family. And the family's holding company, Exor, acquired Partnery five years ago for nearly $7 billion. Buying up Partnery would give Cavea access to a new multinational customer base. It is mostly focused on personal and business cover in France up to this point. Exor confirmed the talks with Cavea in a statement, but said it would refrain from saying anything else until there's an outcome to the deal. And Ireland's Nationalist Party, Sinn Féin, made a breakthrough in the country's general election this weekend. Sinn Féin is known for its support of the IRA and the group's bloody campaign to force Britain from Northern Ireland. It's also known for performing well in the polls, but underperforming at the ballot box. But this time around, Sinn Féin's surge has created a three-way tie. Other two parties are Prime Minister Leo Varadkar's center-right party and the country's centrist opposition party, which will make it hard for these traditional parties to rule without Sinn Féin. The FT's Arthur Beasley has more. I think we're in line for a period of deadlock. It's very difficult to see how any of the two established parties can rule without some kind of an arrangement with Sinn Féin. And at the same time, these are two parties which have always refused to countenance entering government with Sinn Féin. 
essentially because of its role in the Northern Ireland Troubles, but also because of the kind of leftist anti-austerity politics it has been pursuing. But the argument is being made as votes are counted that uh, that position is probably not going to be sustainable because it's very difficult to say that a party which might get somewhere close to a quarter of the overall vote should be excluded from government. It's going to be very hard for either of the traditional two big parties, Leo Records Fine Gael or the Fianna Fáil party, to achieve the magic number of 80 seats in Parliament, which would give a government a majority. The big question now is whether Fianna Fáil, if it wins the most seats, changes its stance on doing business with Sinn Féin. An alternative is that we get a rerun of the kind of a confidence and supply arrangement in which would see a minority government take power. But the sense is it's going to be very, very volatile. There's a very, very difficult road now in government formation, and it could be weeks yet before there's any clarity. And here's a story you should know more about. Airbnb is preparing to float on the public market this year. According to PitchBook, the home rental service is valued at $30 billion. But it still has glaring safety issues that could concern potential investors. You know, neighbors being annoyed that there's different people coming and going. That's the FT San Francisco correspondent, Dave Lee. Noise complaints is a big, big problem for Airbnb and one of the most common. And then also, you know, you do find instances where Airbnbs have been used by sex workers without their hosts knowing and and that causing big, big issues as well. Dave, in response to concerns over safety, Airbnb is testing a new pilot program. What exactly is that? So this new idea that they're trialing in Canada is basically going to restrict people who are under the age of 25 on Airbnb from being able to book an entire property, but only in their local area. So for example, if I was in Toronto and I was under 25 and I wanted to book another house in Toronto for whatever reason, I'm no longer able to do that. Now, under 25s can still book a room in a shared location nearby, and this doesn't affect under 25s who want to book a location somewhere far away from where they live for a vacation. But what it does do is mean, at least in Airbnb's eyes, it kind of limits the ability for young people, students, whoever, from finding a house, booking it up around the corner from where they live and having a party there. And it's not just parties that people are worried about. There have been some serious issues, shootings that have gotten Airbnb really thinking about safety. Yes, I mean, they've had a couple now incredibly high-profile incidents. There was a shooting in a, in a Toronto Airbnb on the 31st of January. And then before the new year, Halloween in Arinda, a town near San Francisco, there were five people killed in a shooting there. So after those incidents, of course, they get a lot of criticism of Airbnb. They fuel general anti-Airbnb sentiment in the communities where they are. And so, yeah, huge, huge pressure for Airbnb to tackle that problem. What's at stake for Airbnb other than potential investors losing confidence in their business? 
Yes, I think as they prepare for that IPO, they see safety and trust as one of the big clouds over that company. As we understand it, you know, it's relatively healthy financially. Private valuation at the moment has it valued at around $30 billion. But what would have any potential investors looking at Airbnb as a concern is whether these kind of incidents, if there's enough of them, could spur local regulators into either banning Airbnb or greatly restricting them. And I think it's worth saying that it isn't just these violent incidents that are causing some of those things. Airbnb is highly restricted in New York City, for example. Recently, Newark, New Jersey voted there to add restrictions to Airbnb that would limit the number of nights you could rent out a property in any given year. Same in San Francisco. So I think Airbnb, if it can't get on top of safety and trust, the knock-on effect on that will just be that the business is going to be much smaller. There'll be fewer hosts and there'll be more restrictions on those hosts and if you're an investor and you're looking at margins and the value of how many people you can get into these homes then that doesn't quite seem to look as good as it would without these problems on top. Indeed is Airbnb doing anything else to try and instill confidence before its expected IPO this year? Well, in terms of safety, they're looking at various initiatives. They said they're spending an additional $150 million per year on safety initiatives. And there's things like giving out free noise detection devices to hosts that they can put in their home. So they don't record the noise, but what they do is they would alert the host if the noise reached above a certain level. Airbnb is also for communities. They're going to be launching 24-hour neighborhood hotlines. You know, if someone in a town thinks an Airbnb is getting out of hand, and they can call this hotline, it can be more quickly shut down and so forth. And so they're looking to up their response time in dealing with that. And the hotline has been launched in the US, but eventually it's going to be in in several markets around the world. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellincat.com.